Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. This is another global teleministry podcast show episode. I have been asked before, what is spiritual abortion? Is there such a thing? And I wanted to bring to you this topic of the teleministry uh, teaching for you. And it's called abortion in the spirit. The killing of purpose, of freedom, and of being a life-giving spirit. Hopefully you'll learn a lot, for you will see from the spiritual what happens in the spirit, and it is reflected in the earthly physical abortions of babies in the womb. It also can be seen in animals when they have an infection and they spontaneously miscarriage. But we're going to talk about the human spirit. What happens when an abortion occurs? Who are the abortionists? Why would somebody want to kill a spirit and kill its purpose and kill its um, life-giving abilities and kill its freedom. So we're going to talk about that. I'm once again sitting here at my door and I'm looking out. The sun is finally coming out. It's been a dreary morning, some rain, but this is a good day. I'm still isolating from the COVID-19 at home. And I'm bringing this to you so I can get this up pretty quick. Then I will be able to open up my RSS feed to have a new podcast show called The Global Teleministry of Pastor Deborah. Hope to get that up maybe in the next week. My uh, IT department has to take care of that. But let's talk about this. The abortion in the spirit. Let's look at some words. I just did that. I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary. Let's look up the word abortion. And I'll read to you some definitions if you don't mind. Uh, It's the termination of a pregnancy. Followed by the death of the life that's inside. It's expulsion of something. It's a miscarriage. It's induced expulsion. It's premature termination of a mission or a purpose or an intention. Excuse me. Something is born dead, stillborn. It's stopped in its development when it's aborted. Uh, It's changed. Uh, Direction, like if you're in an airplane, they use this in the dictionary. When you abort a mission, it means stop doing what you're doing. Change directions. Don't complete that mission. Don't complete the flight. Uh, It also means to kill or destroy before something has fully developed and is ready to come forth. It also means to stop in its early stages. Well, what is spiritual abortion? 
Are there spiritual abortionists? Are there doctors that kill the spirit? Are there spiritual infections that go into the spirit that kill it? Why would all this happen? The only thing we really have to compare this to is what happens in the natural. We see that in many, many cases where the babies are not wanted. Somebody did something they shouldn't do and they don't want that exposed to anybody. Maybe they feel ashamed or they feel dirty or that this uh, baby that was not wanted would uh, conflict with what they want in life. And uh, they're too young to have it. Or many different reasons. And so they do an abortion in the natural. And they do that many different ways. They have nurses and doctors who uh, assist the woman. As you know, men don't have wombs, so they can't have abortions. But the baby that was conceived by a sperm and an egg had no choice. It just came about because of the sperm and the egg coming together. Now what happens is, it is the incidences of the sperm and egg coming together that causes the problems. So in the natural, we have abortions. Uh, in the natural, animals also abort their babies. Maybe they get an infection, or they have too many, or they have miscarriages, or one is born stillborn. So it's sort of a natural thing uh, in the animal kingdom when lo they want to preserve, say, maybe four of the dogs or the cats. One will be expelled, died in the womb of the animal for some reason. But spiritual stuff, this is to the spirit that's inside of a human. So what happens is, when the spirit comes inside of the earthen body in the womb of a female, the spirit comes in and it is noticed that when the heart starts beating, life has come. And that is when the spirit is breathed in and comes into this clay mold called the physical body. Now, when that spirit is sort of breathed in, dropped into the dirt, it's already disconnected from its first father and mother. It drops into the physical body, the egg and the sperm and all the flesh that's being developed. And it starts growing in darkness. It's connected to the flesh. It has some things in it that will help it but it does not know that. But then what happens is there is a, we'll call it an enemy, of this precious little spiritual baby, you want to call it, child. And it does not want that child to grow and to come forth and to fulfill all of its purposes that its original father and mother had declared it was to do be a mighty king on planet earth rule and reign its system of spirit, soul and body be full of wisdom be full of love and joy kindness and mercy 
and to be a life-giving spirit to others. And it was to be connected and in relationship with its original mother and father, but it couldn't be. So what happens is this uh, spiritual abortionist comes along and he has many nurses and helpers and they might inject in the womb of a human baby viruses, infections that are carried on genetic dispositions as they would call it in the medical community. Spiritually, you might call them familiar spirits, are brought into the spirit right in the womb. And they have legal rights to be there due to the parents, due to the way it was conceived, if it was not conceived in a righteous manner. I mean, you still have, you can be conceived in a petri dish. I had a precious, still do, spiritual son. It's a high-ranking high priest in multi-generational Satanism, lives over in England, was a, here's how his life began. Uh, his mother, which was Amanda, I don't know if you know her yet, and her father was, his father was Isaac. They took their egg and their sperm, and they put them together in a petri dish. And so the egg and the sperm conceived and then they took this little bitty thing in the petri dish and planted it in a virgin woman, a child really, sort of that would be the age of uh, Mary and how she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Because this guy, his name was, is Satan, was trying to reproduce the same thing. No man had come into the female's body but a child was conceived. So this young boy, his name was Hans, he grew up with his high priest, child pornography. And his beginnings was in a petri dish, implanted in a surrogate mother. His parents were both, was the father of his daughter and the brother of the Amanda's mother. So, that was a form of, what do you call it, genetic uh, fertilization. So a lot was going on. And when this little child, Hans, was conceived, it, the doors were opened, spiritually, to all the things of his father and mother. So he would have the genetic, spiritual genetic uh, DNA and the other things that went with that to produce Hans into what his parents were and even better. So spiritual abortion begins right there. Begins with our parents. It begins with our forefathers. It begins with uh, how and the purposes for a baby. Now also what happened is that in spiritual abortion this child who has a great purpose and spiritual abortions can be done in many ways I'll use Hans as an example Hans I met him when he was five years old precious precious little boy living in England with his grandfather getting properly trained and groomed abused many satanic meetings 
learning um, to disassociate, leave his body. But he had heard about me. He wanted to come to America. So I asked him if I could be his spiritual mother. And if he would, if he knew that Jesus Christ loved him, he said he did. So he got born again. So those purposes, plans and intentions of Satan were aborted, stopped, terminated, ended before they could fully develop. Now this was a baby child, five years old, came to America, went to a Christian school, had a lot of abuse by his biological father, never got to see his mother. But there was a form of abortion that stopped, ended, terminated the plans that Satan had fully for this little boy. Now, at the same time, there were two purposes going on within his life. He used to go to school. I used to teach him. He was in, oh, I guess preschool or kindergarten. He'd go to school and pray for little kids that get healed. He would go to a Christian school. So his satanic purposes had been killed, but not completely because he wasn't a very strong, he was a little baby spiritually. So Satan was able to do more abuse, more stuff. Now he is a grown young man now, still living, I think, over in England. And uh, his father's passed away, and I'm not sure about Amanda yet. And uh, he is sort of a mixture. But his purposes uh, for Satan are still going on, but he's sort of a defiled and infected spirit because he has the Holy Spirit in him. So he'll never be able to be used completely and fully the way Satan. So I sort of did an abortion. Uh, kicked out a lot of things, destroyed a lot of stuff in him when he got saved. Now, spiritually, what happens when Satan gets into the spirit, he does an abortion. What he knows is that there was a plan and is for the spirit that comes into the human body and it's to do certain things on earth for this heavenly father and his kingdom. Well, Satan doesn't want that. He wants to be the father and have the spirit work for his kingdom. So he will get in there from family, friends, culture, faith, religions to abort the purposes of the original father and mother and he will abort the uh, life-giving spirit that it could become and it's no longer one that can give spiritually love, joy and peace mercy, forgiveness, compassion kindness doesn't have godly wisdom and it is ruled by and it's no longer a free spirit to freely choose who it's to serve and what purpose it is now a controlled slave so its loss of freedom was aborted so in the spirit babies come right out of the womb and their high kingship spiritual purposes have been aborted they are no longer free 
They are a slave to Satan. They live in darkness and ignorance. And Satan works very hard in his uh, conception. Because he knows he has to have a human female and a human male. And their egg and their sperm must create the physical body which is required to be a legal spirit here on planet earth. You must have a humus dirt covering your spirit. So he works hard in many ways and has through many generations to connect people, to get them pregnant, but he needs the physical body. He knows the law that a spirit will be breathed into it in the womb. And he knows that. And he knows the rules about conception. He knows the rules, the purposes, the plans for this spirit. And he is going to make sure it is all aborted. And it is stopped. It is ended. It cannot grow, cannot find it, will blind it. It will keep it in the darkness of the flesh. It will keep it in bondage to the flesh and its physical body's appetites. It will never let it have its freedom or free will to choose. How a spirit who uh, is born this way, which is all of us, until we find the freedom fighter and Isaiah 61 and 62 kick into our spiritual lives and we're set free how does that happen we have to hear about somebody who loved us and then we have to believe that he loves us and he wants to set us free and then we believe in our heart even if it's just our dreams that he did that for us then Satan's plans are aborted. Even though he can continue to use them, which we see that a lot, we will see politicians and leaders confess they pray for people, that they grew up in the Catholic Church, they go to Methodist churches, they're Islamic people, they're Hindus and Buddhists, but yet their lives are corrupt. They are abusive to people. They lie, cheat, and steal. They sexually abuse little children. And yet, they seem to believe in this guy who saved them, Christ Jesus. What's going on? They're really, are they saved? Yes, because they believe. But their soul is still in charge. And their spirit is not yet grown up. It's a baby. I had this one Bible school doctor that I talked to uh, in the spirit and said, you need to stop teaching error in the Bible school. That's not making the father very happy that you believe in. Because when you're a teacher, you have little students and little children. It's like, teacher is like a parent. You are responsible for raising and training and educating the children. It's a very powerful position. And you will be held severely uh, responsible for what you do. So this Bible school teacher said he could not stop teaching error to these Bible school students. Because if he did, they 
would kill his family. So out of love for his family, but not trusting this God enough to protect his family, he was teaching error to precious, precious students who wanted to learn. Whoever they were, they had threatened him. There's a lot of threats that go on in the spirit world, in dreams, intimidations, that if you speak up or do this or do that, you'll die. you may not die because you might be like this Bible school teacher, very valuable, into aborting the spiritual purposes of precious spirits in a Bible school, helping them to abort their purposes, not grow in spiritual development and maturity because you're teaching error. And then they go out and they are now the products of that error. So what happens is we see a lot of people, they say one thing to us, but spiritually something else is going on. And they're not going to talk to you. That's sort of that dark other world. They don't want to admit that they're in it, that they communicate with it, that they are serving something else besides what they publicly put out to us. So abortion, oops, sorry, just kicked, didn't mean to hit my table. Abortion in the spirit kills something. It stops its growth. It terminates its purposes. It stops its free will to life. And then, when it's dead, the spirit is still in the human body. It is still alive, but it's no longer able to be a life-giving spirit. This is what I had to learn when I was uh, first learning how to help multi-generational Satanists. I would hear that they're dead to God, but then I'd meet them in the spirit. And they were quite alive. And what I noticed that even the spirit, it's covering the soul, was what they were dealing with. I had a lot of conversations with them, studied a lot, and I had to learn, I had to read the Hebrew Bible over and over and over and over and over again. And I had to learn about that world. I had to learn about spiritual abortions, the killing of the purpose of the spirit, the enslavement, injecting infections into it and death. I had to see that uh, how it was threatened and how it uh, would be tortured, sort of like in the physical womb when poison would come in to kill the baby in the womb or things would come in to pierce its brain or cut its limbs apart. I had to see that and take that into the spirit and see that was a replicate uh, image, a reflection of what was going on to the spirit. And this happened inside the womb. It could happen in child, child abuse would do it. Satan would use fear, intimidation, abuse, anything to fracture, 
kill, subdue, put into captivity, abort the purposes of the spirit that was in the womb inside the little baby. And he knew if he did that through harsh, harsh means, he would then be able to use that spirit for his purposes. Because the rule is, excuse me again, the rule is that the spirit becomes connected to the physical body through a silver cord, something you cannot see. And when that is fully cut, the the spirit leaves. And we hear about that in near-death experiences. The heart stops. And you'll, you'll read stories about people who died, went to heaven. Some got going down to hell and called out to a god. They got came back to their body. So there's a whole world that is affected by abortion of the spirit and in the spirit. The spirit's a powerful creature, being. It's alive. It thinks, feels. It has eyes and ears and nose. Did you know there's smells in the spirit? There's sounds or sights. Did you know the spirit has a body? Now, I've run into many people. They think they're a dog. I'll tell you one story about a precious young man. And the story's on the website. It's called Flames of Fire. This young man came through another Satanist while I was on the phone. That happens to me a lot. Sort of, I don't know what you call it, group discussion. He comes through. He uses her voice because he's in her body. Now, that's a whole other topic to be studying. And he was born in the womb of somebody and when he sort of opened his eyes all he could see were flames of fire so he comes to me in the spirit and all I see because I see through the discerning of spirits they might call it a seer uh, is flames of fire but I hear a voice inside the flame so I knew there was a human spirit in there somewhere I knew the heart of the father was to set him free. And he, this young boy told me he was born this way. He was born with no body. He was born as flames and fire. And that's all he was. A voice inside the flames. Now where Satan gets that from is two places. One from the Old Testament with Moses and the burning bush that was on fire. There was fire and a voice. Another one is when they were on, Moses took the people to Mount Sinai. And God comes down in fire and smoke. And there's a voice. Then in the New Testament, can't remember the scriptures, uh, we are told that God makes his spirits flames of fire. They are ministers full of the fire of God the Holy Spirit. They're to speak and they're to send out fire. Now what does that mean? What does fire do? Burns off bondages and ropes, cleanses and purifies. So this young person in these flames of fire 
was telling me he was born like this. I said, yes, you were. He was born with these demonic spirits that made him a flame of fire. Now, if you saw him in the natural, he had a physical body. And he was probably going to be raised up to be a minister. Could be a teacher, a pastor, an imam, something that would be teaching faith and religion and Bible scholar, something like that. The flames also mean you're full of passion. You're passionate about what you're doing. You are on fire and you're a go-getter. And uh, you, uh, another example of us hearing about this is when a prophet named Jeremiah was speaking but was about ready to do his sacrifice of a lamb to the king of uh, Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God got in Jeremiah. You see it in the movie. He starts speaking through the mouth and the eyes of Jeremiah. And he starts belittling the king and everybody there. How dare you come to me and worship me with your lamb? I have seen what you have done. You have not served me. Those aren't the exact words. When he sort of came out of the trance, and right before that, some people said he's a prophet. Because at that time, the Holy Spirit, the fire of God, would come into somebody or on them. Just for a little bit. Couldn't stay. And he would speak. And they called him a prophet. When Jeremiah came out, kind of shook a little bit, like coming shaking something off or coming out of a trance. And what happened was, he said, I felt like there was fire in my bones, and I was on fire. So all of these connections to fire, I knew about. So when this young man is talking to me, I, I knew where, where we were. Now I knew the father's heart. He wanted to set this young person free. Now, the father had been hearing this young person's silent heart cries. That he wanted a face and hands and a body. All he knew, he was flames. He had no, But he could see other human spirits in that world. They had bodies. He didn't have one. And he wanted one. So I started said, would you like the flames to go away? Oh, you can't do that. you got no power. I've had them since I was born. They're mine, and this is who I am. Now remember, I'm having another conversation with God, a three-way conversation, and I know what God is telling me. He's heard his silent heart cries to have a body, and he wants to believe he is at least to have a body. And God was determined to set him free. So I said, I can take them away. I know somebody who can do that. And I said, oh, no, no, nobody can do that. There's no power that can do it. I said, yes, there is. So I started to pray, Father, your love for this young man is so powerful. And you've heard his heart cries. Please set him free. And the young man is going, stop, stop, stop. No, no, don't do it. And I kept praying. Because I knew that he had already wanted it. But fear was so tremendously controlling him. The fear. 
And I said, thank you, Father, for setting this little one free, aborting the plan of Satan, ending Satan's purposes, ending Satan's plans for him, and making him a life-giving spirit. The stories uh, on the website, it's also made into a video. It's called Flames of Fire. So, the fire was gone stood before me was a beautiful body like shaped in, in a human form as crystal clear as a white diamond and I told him open your eyes little one he says no 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 it's great it's okay open your eyes look at yourself and he opened his eyes and he said I have hands I have a face I got arms I am a person He couldn't believe it. Inside those flames was a human spirit. And because he had believed long time ago, God was able to not go against his free will. But God knew his free will. He wanted to be free. I said, do you want the flames back? He knew they were demons. And he believed there was no way could ever be free of him. He was born with him, and he was, because his parents were the same, his grandparents. So who your ancestors are is vital in this spiritual stuff. He says, no, I don't. He went off in tears, and I was crying, and God was happy. God had aborted the plans the purpose and recreated a new spirit in just a few minutes that was a spiritual abortion of Satan's plans so both of these gods are working to abort each other's plans to set things in their right place they think so when you have a spiritual abortion from Satan he is going to stop the plans for the spirit he's going to he knows genealogy he's a great doctor of DNA he knows the history of those eggs and sperms both physical and spiritual of the parents back 10,000 generations I want to tell you how I had to learn that my story is one night I'm laying in bed next to my husband and I'm just laying there trying to go to sleep. Next thing I know, I sense and I know my spirit is being taken out of my body. I'm about halfway out and I'm thinking it's the Lord. Sorry about that. My phone started ringing. It was my IT department. But I'm back now. Excuse me for keep knocking this table. So let's pick up where I was in the story about me, Pastor Deborah. So I'm laying in my bed, and I start leaving my body, my spirit does. I'm halfway out, and I say, Lord, where are we going? I thought the Lord God was taking me on a trip. But I slipped right back slowly in. I go, oops, that was not him. And I didn't know what right the other side had 
to take me. I learned later from some multi-generational Satanism. This is some family ancestral history. My father, biologically, his grandparents were from Northern Ireland. My mother was from the Cherokee tribe connected to Sam Houston. My father up in Northern Ireland, his parents, they or grandparents, they actually came over to America during the potato blight. But also during that time, okay, <clears throat> air conditioner finally went off. So when this event happened to me spiritually, I later learned from some multi-generational Satanists that on my father's side, four generations back, which is biblical, a young lady had sex with a satanic high priest, probably a druid, and she wanted to have the baby, but Satan wanted the baby for himself, for his purposes, whether it was to die or to live or to be a servant of the kingdom of darkness. So she made a deal with him that he could have her firstborn grandchild in four generations. So he said, okay. So he waited. And the, four, the firstborn child was my brother, who he got through mental illness, through the parents, through their issues and mental health issues. He got him. He destroyed him. His purposes never came to fruition. He was never a godly man, even though he was saved. He never fulfilled. So his purpose, his freedom, was aborted by a decision made by an ancestor that neither one of us knew about four generations ago. Deals are made. If I can have this one, you can have another one. That was my personal experience. So I had had that, and I knew about abortion. We see it all the time in the news. It's all over the world. Babies are being killed. It's not anything new. Babies were killed back in the Roman times, ancient civilizations in Egypt. Wait to hear about the Spartans. If you were not a Spartan baby healthy, you were thrown off a cliff. So abortion is not anything new. It's a killing of a life. It's the destroying of a purpose. It's the destroying of freedom. It's destroying something that could be a life-giving spirit. But what happens is, the spirit doesn't die and leave the physical body permanently till that silver cord is cut. So my job was always to go in and abort Satan's purposes, inject into the spirit a copy love, inject into it hope and encouragement, and that a father loved him, and to be the life-giving spirit spiritually and nurse and shepherd these little spiritual babies until they could learn how to bring a piece of glory blanket that was full of joy and peace and cover themselves with it my voice became the glory blanket my life-giving spirit that was freed probably when I was four years old grew and developed over time to be able to give life to other spirits. 
I had to be anointed, of course. I had to know that death was at work in the spirits. Their purposes were thwarted. They were slain and killed spiritually. Oh, they were alive. They were like walking zombies. They were slaves of ignorance and darkness, having demonic spirits living inside of them, having no mind of their own, and if they wanted to live, they did whatever was necessary. Their spirits were fractured into many disassociated parts. They had multiple personalities. Most of them had what you would call light side parts. They could live out in the day, work in real estate, doctors, policemen, school teachers, imams, pastors, Walmart, work at Walmart. And then they had a dark side part. And that dark side part was fractured into many. They all had names and purposes. Because that was how Satan controlled them. Nobody ever knew exactly the full picture. And this started in the womb. Demonics would come into the womb. And begin injecting themselves. And their death. And their viruses and infection. In the spiritual baby inside the dirt body and then they would come out and the abuse would start by the parents rejection, abandonment drowning in their bathtubs sexual penetration even to a little infant denial of the breast, denial of food beaten when it cried taken to meetings to watch death and animals. As it got older, it learned that I will have to even kill a pet that I own if I want to live. And then they had this one story. Amanda had a child that was conceived by her, with her father. It was a satanic high priest. And uh, at four years old, he had already been severely tortured and abused, had multiple personalities, lots of demons. He had to go slay his first victim. In a meeting, which he told me about afterwards, wrote me in a letter, which I still have, how he was given some jewels. He had to kill a baby, an infant. And it was a baby of another girl. She got out. And uh, he had to kill a little six-month-old baby with a knife in a meeting. And she was so happy because he was getting jewels and he was taking his rightful place. Satan was working hard, but he didn't count on me. An abortionist that would come in and thwart and kill and stop. Satan's plans. So spiritual abortion goes both ways. I had to learn the plans of Satan for the spirit. I had to learn God's plans for the spirit. I had to learn how to be a doctor, a nurse, how to invade the spirit, even in the womb, to lay hands on it, knowing it was going to be physically aborted by the female. I went into the female's womb, it's hard to believe, went into the spirit, saw spirit work, laid my hands on that little baby spirit, claimed it for God the Most High, blessed it, and took it on out. 
so I didn't have to be tortured. My job was to thwart and abort the death plans. Satan loves to torture and vex the spirit, even at death. He loves to see the fear come into the spirit. He loves to see the torture it goes through and the vexation. We see it a lot right now during COVID-19. Turning on your neighbors. Some people just drink and do drugs and play and laugh while it's going on. Others are so fearful of their neighbors, their family. And yet some of the doctors run and the nurses run to the fight. But I had to learn how to thwart Satan's plans, his captivity, and his spirit of death that was in the spirit. I had to learn all about that stuff. And I had to learn how to go and had to battle the other guy. I had to learn what God wanted to give. I had to learn how to take the stop death itself. I'll tell you a story. This young man named Isaac, he was he had gotten saved through me. He's a high priest who was Hans's father and Amanda's father. Uh he had to prove because he couldn't get out. He didn't have enough faith to get out. Too many parts. Too much money. Because if they ever left Satanism, they'd lose everything. They would lose their reputation, but most of all their money, their protection from the law, from the police. They wouldn't have any judges that would back them or anything. So they tried to walk this double line. We see it a lot with uh, a lot of the people who are leaders and politicians and policemen and judges and uh, people who get voted into places uh, we see it but they try to walk this double line so what happened was it, he got taken to a meeting he was on the list and his job was to prove that he did not love this Jesus did not love life and he would kill his own son in a meeting to prove it. Now he told me he was going to have to do it. I'm on the phone to his daughter or somebody else, I think. I think her name was Candy. He's coming through her. And his hand is raised physically in a meeting somewhere on planet Earth. And I had to stop it to prove the power of God. I had to hold his hand back. I had to stop the murder of his son by himself. And he had to learn that there was a power. Love was more powerful than death. And he didn't have to do this. But he was telling me so I could stop him. Spiritual abortion, it's in the spirit. It works both ways. My job is to be a spiritual abortionist and stop the plans of Satan. Kill his slavery that he has encased the spirit in. And to get death out of it, the spirit. And to rebirth and to help to live the spirit. And make it a life-giving spirit. Set it on its path to its true purposes. For it can be a beacon of light and hope to others. Most of these, I, if I ever saw them in the natural, uh, I don't know. 
if if I told them I did, they became frightened. They lived double lives, and they couldn't allow themselves to be seen by me for me to know who they were really spiritually, because they would have been beaten and tortured, if not killed. That was a no-no. So I had to learn how to love them, talk to them, do the work of an abortionist in the spirit, and stop Satan's plans and his purposes and his spirit of death that was in them and bring to them the spirit of life. And I had to stop his infections, his demonics that was killing and vexing, stopping their spiritual breathing, blinding their eyes. They had a terrible cough. They couldn't get the fresh air. Their heads were spinning. Confusion. They lived their life most of the time in trances. In other worlds, I had to learn how to find them there. I had to go there when they're in their trances. They learned how to self-hypnotize. Satan was also a spiritual abortionist. He was going to stop these spirits any way he could, right in the womb. He was going to take their earthly life if he could. And if he couldn't do that, then he was going to stop them spiritually. I want to tell you another story I read about. This young man, he was in a Bible college, and his grandmother passed away, so he's driving in the car to go to the funeral. And on the way to the funeral, he felt this dark cloud, some kind of heaviness or darkness come in his car. And he felt it come inside of him. So he goes on to the funeral, he goes back to Bible school. But he can't study anymore. He can't concentrate on the word. He, he is angry and doesn't know what's going on. So he has to drop out of Bible school. What he learned from his mother was that his grandmother had been a witch and had been in witchcraft. He did not know that. So guess what he got? Passed on to him who was a threat, who was trying to develop and grow into its spiritual purposes for the kingdom of heaven and Satan was going to abort that through the death of a grandmother and her spiritual demonics going into a grandson. So that young man had to have some deliverance work done. Now he didn't understand. A lot of people won't understand why they can't read the Bible. Why they uh, get sleepy when they read the Bible. Why they can't concentrate. Why it's irritating to them. Why they're mad at anybody that tries to preach at them or talk to them about this God. Satan aborted this young man's purposes to be a Bible school in Bible school was he to be a preacher or a teacher or just learn more we don't know and he dropped out so you may be starting on a path and you seek God as a child and something happens abuse comes along trauma you have been aborted the plans for your life from God have been aborted your free will to choose what you want to do have been aborted memories run as poison throughout the system infecting showing up sort of like some viruses I'll tell you about me again I carry the herpes 1 simplex virus now that is when I get under stress when I was a child which was very strong I'd break out right here in a little fever blister 
or every once in a while my eyes would go completely I couldn't see the vision would go away it's very stressful and I learned that I carried that virus and as long as I stayed peaceful it stayed in remission but if I start having a toxic home life stress my system it, it gives way to the virus to rise up a lot of us carry bacteria and stuff so I had to learn that so some of these things these demonics these word curses sometimes our way is thwarted when we come out the mother wanted a baby but you wanted a girl she gets a boy so they try to start raising a girl wear girl clothes give it a girl name but it's a boy and then the boy realizes well I'm supposed to be a girl so we have all kinds of things going on and you can see the even in the transgender thing we got a mess of confusion going on Satan at work yes is he thwarting the plans of the biological body yes is he thwarting the spiritual plans of the spirit in the body yes has death entered in and injected itself in there as a virus like COVID hiding in there yes is there vexation and pain and torture just like of the little baby in the womb yes so you have a we'll call him a dark side abortionist he's a murderer of the godly plans for the spirit of the life that God wants to give it the plans for it on earth to rule for God in the kingdom of heaven it's not a life giving spirit it speaks out death we've all been around them their, their, their voices their attitude it's icky there's no hope encouragement they're angry and bitter they're not a life giving spirit they don't give hope and encouragement they spew out death and bondage slavery and they attack through the words and the attacks are like knives and arrows and they pierce the spirit and the spirit's under attack all the time the abortionist is coming with knives coming with poison to kill it and if it can't kill it which it can't it'll enslave it so I come as a spiritual abortionist the kingdom of heaven I come to set these captives free to bring the spirit of life into them to kill the viruses cast off the demonics why so that their spiritual purposes can come alive again so their spiritual will can be freed from captivity and they can choose life or death blessings or curses and that they will become a life giving spirit one that speaks out through the soul and the physical body hope and encouragement love, joy has patience, mercy and compassion and can look at the worst people in the world the ISIS fighters people who abuse children and animals communist government leaders and still have hope for them and speak to them 
but it's war in most of these cases. It's the battle of the doctors. We see it now. The doctors and nurses, they're battling this virus, COVID-19. They're in war. They got their gear on. The countries are coming together. An unknown enemy is attacked. Everybody's working. So I hope you will learn that there are abortionists for the spirit. I am one, but I abort Satan's plans of death, of hate, of slavery, and his purposes for the spirit. So let if you would like to be free of Satan's plans for you and to have them re brought back to you and to have your purpose that your spirits to have and to have your free will back and to become a life-giving spirit it is possible right over this tele-ministry just come into agreement with me while I pray oh father you sent me as a mighty one an abortionist to abort the plans of satan in this person's life father bring your plan that you had back to life send in your life giving spirit renew their purposes that you have always had for them bring back life and joy and peace and hope inject the agape love of God let them drink from that well freely as much as they want Father cast out the other side cast out his plans and his purposes and his viruses called demonic spirits set this one free so they will believe that you are a good and mighty and great physician battling this virus that's in their spirit and that you are battling death itself for them and they can become a life-giving spirit back on their path where you've always desired them to be a king a son and a daughter in the kingdom of heaven on earth to help as these nurses and doctors are to run to the battle spiritually to help the other ones who are under attack who are in the ICUs near death Father send forth your mighty hand your word and fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62 in their lives so that you and your kingdom will have the fullness of the victory of the cross and angels will sing and dance at your great love and victory amen in the name of your son that you sent to the cross Christ Jesus if you believe that then he begins and now this doctor here has aborted Satan's plans in your life so I hope you have enjoyed this tele-ministry teaching I do get a lot of questions I'm trying to tie in a lot of things you would hear in the world and you have knowledge of 
and take it into the spirit and do some freedom work some deliverance work if that's what you want so enjoy going to get this up today uh, my IT department is going to get up another podcast show for me so these will also be on audio and this will be on YouTube and on the teleministry site section of the website under ministry enjoy there is life but there has to be death something has to let go like the flames of fire and life has to come purpose is renewed and your free will to choose set free love always and forever Pastor Deborah see you on the next one I'm working on my list if you have any topics you want me to talk about send them to me at my email at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveloveishere.org or you can send them to me on LinkedIn I'm there and uh, under Pastor Deborah you can uh, send a question to me or a topic and I'll talk about it and now I'm going to finish up because I've got a Zoom meeting uh, with a young lady to go on her podcast this afternoon i got to do some computer work and um, get ready to trap another cat tomorrow so enjoy the global tele-ministry of agape love love is here with pastor deborah god bless you love you always see you next time